Looking for something different this Thanksgiving? Take your family to the National Army Museum in Alexandria, Virginia. Just minutes from I-95 with free admission and parking. This is the perfect holiday outing for families of every size. You'll love the flight and tank simulators, 300-degree theater, and interactive training center. And you'll come face-to-face with rare and never-before-seen artifacts from Army history. It's all at the National Army Museum, with shopping and dining, too. Open on Thanksgiving Day and all weekend long. Plan your visit at usarmymuseum.org. Hello everybody, welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Hola a todos, bienvenidos a una verdadera charla sobre el cuerpo de Cristo. Signs and wonders. Signs, miracles, miraculous healing and wonders. Does God work that way today? Does God do supernatural miracles and healing and miraculous signs and wonders today? Hmm. Good question. Are there any answers? Well, let's just talk about it. Let's just have a conversation about that, okay? Let's just have an open conversation about that. I got a story to tell. Hello, everyone. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Christ Real Talk. Welcome to this show, Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ Real Talk. Welcome to the show. I want my listeners to just, just, I want my listeners to take heed what I'm going to talk about today. Very controversial. Many people and many churchgoers and many believers We'll disagree, but that's okay. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to your comments. I'm looking forward to you to send me verses and scriptures. It don't, it don't matter who you are, what city, state, or what even country you are from. Show me the scriptures. Just show me scriptures. I'm going to put it this way. Just show me some verses and some scriptures that shows and prove that the signs, wonders, and healings and miracles happen for everyone in the Bible. That's Jews and Gentiles. Just show me some scriptures where the majority of the healing and the signs and wonders was done on all, every nation, including Israel. Just show me some scriptures. I'm open to that. Just show me some scriptures. Also, Virtual crowd, let's give my downloaders a hand. I thank all my downloaders. I thank my new international listeners from India and the United Kingdom and Spain. Let's give them a hand. Yeah, that's what, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's a virtual crowd, but it's from my heart. I applaud you openly, and I thank you, international listeners from India, from the United Kingdom, and from Spain. Thank you for downloading my show, my international 
listeners. Also, as always, I thank my US of A listeners for listening to my show. Okay? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. One of the most controversial controversial bleh, uh, subjects to talk about today when it comes with the church, even outside the church, is signs, wonders, and miracles. Does God work signs, wonders, and miracles today? I suppose I've done a little teaching on that a long time ago. Uh, but I'm going. I'm saving that for connecting the dots because it's more verses that I can hit or whoever. If I might have an audio guest talking about that, you know. But you know, I always have my. In, I all. I often have my input on that as well. But for now, on Body of Christ Real Talk, I want to talk about the purpose of signs, wonders, and miracles. Now, what I will be doing. It's just like a story. And I'm going to be talking about a certain group of people, you know, about this subject. I'm going to, you know, why signs, wonders, and miracles are not for today. Signs, wonders, and miracles was mainly for the Jews, for Israel back in time past. And there's many verses and scriptures to prove that, you know. And somebody might say, Joe, show me a verse where it just says, well, God said, I will not work signs, wonders, and miracles through the Gentiles or other nations. I only work it through Israel. You know, you got those cherry-picking people out there that, that's like that. And a lot of them are believers, you know, a lot of my believers of the body of Christ. I don't have an issue with that, you know. But if 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 you are a sincere, and I'm talking to Christians now, believers that's downloading my this show. If you are a Bible believer and you read your Bible with an objective mind, not subjective, not pre-planned what you already put, you want to put in place. But if you read the Bible, you must read the Word of God objectively. Now, that's a challenge to a lot of Christians. Why? Because they got to take their preconceived beliefs or trans traditional beliefs out of it when you just read the Word of God objectively. And you got to accept the Word of God of what it is saying. That means you cannot add and you cannot take away and you cannot put no type of traditional denominational thoughts or teachings or dogma in the Bible. Whether you don't agree with it or like it or not, you must test yourself objectively by reading the Bible. Also, as a believer, it's going to hurt. It's going to it's going to mess up that flesh. It's going to mess up your traditional thinking when you read the Bible objectively. The majority of the time, the Bible does not say like a plain book. Okay, there's, there will not be no miracles and signs and wonders for this nation or that nation or whatever like that. You have to learn how to rightly divide and connect the dots. You have to look at, you know, who is the author, what is the author talking about? What group of people is the author talking to? 
when, and where, or where and when. You put it all in that, that just like that. You must understand, just like reading a book, if I wrote a book, and I wrote it specifically to my fiancé, I'm specifically talking to her, Christina. So when I say, this is for you, I love you, boo. I love you here. I'm going to take you here. I'm going to come get you. I'm going to marry you. I'm going to do this for you. I'm specifically talking to Christina. It's my love story to Christina, specifically. She's going to get these things from me because this is my love for her. The book is for Christina. Okay. Now, just say for instance, I have another, I have two parts of that book. Listen closely because I'm going somewhere. Uh, you should get something out of this if you're paying attention. Just say for instance, I had two parts in that book. The love, love story specifically for Christina the things that's going to be blessed in her life from me is because she's the love of my life. She's part of me. I want to bless her. I want to be with her. I love her. But on the second half of the book, you have another lady or another person that what I have said to Christina does not apply to her or them. See, you understand what I'm saying? So the blessings and the love that I'm pouring out on Christina doesn't apply to every woman, doesn't apply to every female. It's just for Christina. Therefore, another female cannot just take and steal my love or take Christina's blessings or replace Christina because they want to or they want it to be automatically be for them. No. It's only for Christina only. You follow what I'm saying? Okay. That's probably a very unusual and strange analogy, a love story. But the Bible is actually a love story where all the stuff goes on in the Bible. The Bible is actually a love story to what group of people in the beginning of the Bible. Genesis going through the, uh, you know, the Exodus and all the other Bibles. It's a love story to what group of people? Israel. You must remember that. The Bible is a love story for the whole world, of course, but it's, uh, you have to learn how to look at the Bible like some grace teachers called it, time past but now and ages to come. Or look at the Bible with prophecy and uh, compared to mystery. Okay. All right. So the Bible up opens up, not in Genesis. The Bible, let me start with Genesis. The Bible opens up, of open up with God's love for humankind, mankind, and the creation of Adam and Eve. Mankind, and it goes on from there, then it goes on, Cain and Abel, the days of Noah and stuff like that, the times of innocence that some uh, grace teachers call it, like the lockers in the uh, C.I. Schofields. 
So he opens up his love towards humanity. That's the beginning of the love story for God and his love for humanity when he created Adam and Eve. I'm not going to go through all that right now, but you have a you have a, a idea of what I'm talking about. Okay, for all the nations. See, there wasn't a lot of nations then in the beginning of Genesis. Remember, Genesis is the book of the beginning. It's not the book of the Old Testament. It's the book of the beginnings. Okay, his love was for mankind. Even when Adam sinned, God tried to work out something with mankind. So remember, I'm talking about mankind as of Gentile nations. There was no Jews. The Jews was the Jews was created later on down the line. But his love was for all the nations that was created and that was been born then. Okay. Remember, there was no Jews. There was no Israel in the beginning. There was no Jews and there was no Israel in the beginning. So God commended his love toward us in the beginning by pouring out his love and his grace by creating Adam and Eve and then all the way through the Bible before the curse. God always had the plan for mankind. Now the change came Israel came on the scene <clears throat> and started in Genesis, Genesis 12, through Abram. He was Abram, exalted father before God changed his name to Abraham, father of many nations. Okay. The Jews came through the lineage of Abraham through his sons and the 12 tribes. That's when the Hebrews, the Jews, came through that. That's the first time another type of people came in the beginning of time. Before that, it was just Gentiles. It was just different. Everybody was one. So you really could not say it was somewhat Gentiles until God scattered the languages and scattered the people <clears throat> in the time of the Tower of Babel. That's when languages and everything's got scattered. I'm not breaking down a whole full gist of it, but the languages and the people got scattered. You know, the time of Babel, they got scattered everywhere, you know. Then they reformed their own nations and governments. That was beginning of different type of people, groups, ethnic groups and nations, which became the Gentiles. But when it came to Genesis 12, God created in birth, birth, see, Israel, God's firstborn, he births the Jewish nation through the lineage of a Gentile, through the 12 tribes, tribes Gentile, Abram to Abraham, through the uh, 12 tri tribes of Israel, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and so on. The Jewish nation was birthed out of that. Now, God had a new people because of the disobedience of the human race he created at first, the Gentile nations, okay? So that, that's when that separation started with the Jew, because God separated the Jewish nation from all other nations, which is the Gentile nations, okay? Listen to this story. I'm going somewhere from the Gentile nations. So 
many different things came from this nation. Now, I'm not talking about the law. The law came later in the book of Exodus. But this Jewish nation, God created them for a reason. These under Abraham, all other nations was going to be blessed through this Jewish nation started with Abraham. Okay? So God never gave up on the nations or the earlier human race or the Gentile nations. But he created another, he birthed another group of people. His firstborn people. Many people think Jesus was his firstborn. Jesus was his begotten. Jesus always been. Always been. See? All right. I'm not going to teach on that. I'm not going to get into that now. You know, I might confuse you. But Israel is God's firstborn. And there's many scriptures to back that up. You know, that's why the born again nation is Israel, not the church today. I know that term is used loosely and it's okay, but born again is even Israel. When people talk about, are you born again? No, that was for Israel. Why? The only way you could be born again, you had to have been born before. The body of Christ is a new creature. They was never born. They was never, they was always a new creature, the body of Christ. Israel was the only born again. You hear the conversation with Jesus and uh, 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 Nicodemus. You must be born again. Ye, in the King James Version, means you all, nations, Israel. You must be born again because they're God's firstborn. But let me go back. Let me go back. I'm not here to do Bible study. Uh, but I'm trying to make it like a story because I'm going somewhere about the signs and wonders. Now, what came? With that, see, was God's new love for this nation of Jews. Looking for something different this Thanksgiving? Take your family to the National Army Museum in Alexandria, Virginia. Just minutes from I-95 with free admission and parking. This is the perfect holiday outing for families of every size. You'll love the flight and tank simulators, 300-degree theater, and interactive training center. And you'll come face-to-face with rare and never-before-seen artifacts from Army history. It's all at the National Army Museum, with shopping and dining, too. Open on Thanksgiving Day and all weekend long. Plan your visit at usarmymuseum.org. There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. He had to wipe out the, some of the people in the Gentile nations. You know, you had so many different, the uh, the Philistines, the, the Hittites, the Midianites, and then the most, the most, the worst of them all was probably with the Canaanites. He had to get them out of the Canaanites. He had to wipe nations out just for this group of people called the Jews. Now. After that fall of the Gentile nations, 
and started in Genesis 12 through Abraham, the majority of the Bible, until you get around about, say what, Acts 7, and then we'll go from there. But let me just be, let me just walk you through this. Welcome to this. The focus of the Bible is on this Jewish nation. No one else is on this Jewish nation that became Israel. It's on this Jewish nation. Now, why did I say they became Israel? They was not called Israel yet. Listen closely. They was Jewish people, Hebrews to Jews or whatever like that. You know, they became Israel when God changed the the son of, I remember you have Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. See, of course, Isaac was the son of Abraham. Jacob was the son of Isaac. Jacob birthed the 12 tribes of Israel. He had 12 sons and some daughters. I think her name was Dinah. Uh, Jacob births the 12 tribes of Israel. When Jacob wrestled with an angel and the angel struck Jacob's hip and Jacob lived the rest of his life because of Jacob's faith wrestling with that angel of God, God changed Jacob's name from Jacob to Israel. So Jacob became Israel. So you hear the terms Jacob's trouble and everything like that. Jacob and Israel is the same. The only difference is Israel is a nation. Okay. So the whole focus after the fall of man, God created a new group of people to try to get them together and get them prepared to go out and bring back these other Gentile nations that was not reconciled to God anymore. It's so much into this. That's why I mean, when you read the Bible, you must learn how to connect the dots. You must learn how to connect the dots and you must read the Bible objectively. If you read it objectively, get your traditional type of dogma teaching that you got from your churches and your pastors and you let the Bible say what the Bible means and don't add nothing to it or take off because your your uh, denominational teaching, subjective type of thinking told you to, that's the only way you can really understand what the Bible is saying to you. And is the Bible talking to you or is it talking to Israel? That's the only way. You will have an issue if you don't look at the Bible objectively like that and and you keep following your own denominational, traditional ways. You would think the majority of the things in the Bible is for you. That's where a lot of error come in. Okay? I want to get that out the way. So remember, I started off my story with my fiance, Christina. God... Through Abraham, promised certain promises to Abraham, the father of many nations. He changed Abraham's name from Abram, exalted father, to Abraham, father of many nations. He also changed his wife's name, his wife's Sariah, to Sarah. See, so God done uh, certain things in Abraham's life, and through the tribes and everything like that, he done certain, you know. 
not build real large miracles. Those came in the times of Moses. But slowly but surely, he done certain things to this group of Israel, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, all through their lives. If you read the Bible, all through their lives. All the way up to the last book of Genesis, which is telling the story of Joseph. Joseph and his brethren. Who are his brethren? The other tribes. See, Joseph is part of the tribe. Okay, and they tells the story of Joseph and everything. So there's many different stories in the book of Genesis. So the focus is always on Israel. If God say timelines, this is going to happen. I'm going to bless it. It's never about blessing the Gentile nations. Usually it's about do not congregate with the Gentile nations. Do not congregate with these other, you know, group people. See. Abraham had to be circumcise okay so circumcision started before the law all the Jews had to be law it's a sign of they're under this covenant God's firstborn is under this covenant okay so they it, it's a certain signal I guess I can call it that prove that they was God's children okay now the covenant did not come yet that's my error that came later through Moses but that was just a signal or a sign to show that they, they was children of God. You understand? The men got circumcised on the eighth day from their birth. They was required by commandment. It was nothing asking. They had to do it. Abraham always got in trouble because he didn't do it. So that's how strict God was when it came to the circumcision of the flesh was taking out parts of their penis. That's where that word circumcision really developed. It has nothing to do with what they talk about in the hospitals today. It was just a signet of a sign for the children of God, which is the Jews, okay? So God gave them certain privileges. They became God's favored nation. They became his favorite nation all the way through the majority of the Bible. Let me break down when I say almost through the majority of the Bible. But they had certain privileges. God done certain miracles in the lives of Jacob and stuff like that. He done little tricks and miracles. He done great things in the lives of Joseph. He worked all through that, the life of Joseph. But you didn't see the real fantastic, miraculous things through that age. Okay? I'm going somewhere. All right. Now, the signs and wonders and miracles started, was really expressed in Exodus through Moses. Starting at the burning bush. But God turned his hand to leprosy and, and, you know, he used his rod to become a serpent. Those are just signs that God was going to use to Moses to prove that he was their deliverer. So that, that, that saying of signs and wonders always started with Israel to prove that God was their deliverer. Everything is foretelling the future of the Messiah, their Messiah and their King, Jesus. But I'm just trying to give you a simple 
story, like a like you know, like a children's book, a simple story, so you can understand why I'm going with this the signs and wonders, or why it's not for the church today. Because there was a reason God done signs and wonders for this group of people, this people group called the Jews. It was to prove that he was their God, that theocracy, their deliverer. Plain as day. So when God done signs and wonders, when he sent Moses back to his people, Moses performed God performed through the Holy Spirit, through Moses, signs and wonders for Israel to prove to them that he is their God. And they was captured by Egypt. They was enslaved by Egypt, started out with only 70 people. And they became strong after that. God went through there and done many miraculous signs and wonders. So the signs and wonders started with what group? Israel. Not the not Egypt. Not no other Gentile nation. God did not perform. If he done a miracle, it was a miracle to destroy them. What was it? Ten different uh, miracles God done plays besides the opening up on the Red Sea? That was all for the eyes of Israel. So they can know that he is their God. He is their deliverer. Listen to what I'm saying. God, because this is going to connect to Jesus when Jesus, okay? God done signs and wonders through his people Israel only to show that he was their deliverer. How he's going to deliver them through the promised land. How he's going to get them through their own land and make them a nation by themselves through his miraculous Miracles that he done, and he done many miracles that I'm not going to get into. You have to read that up yourself through Moses and Israel, okay? Now, that's the big beginning of the miraculous signs and wonders and miracles God was doing through who? Israel, the Jews, never Gentile nations, not the other nations. When I say Gentile, I'm talking about nations, okay? Every other nations, see? Because the Jews are a separate group from any other nation. They are a special group. They are royal priesthood. They are the peculiar people. Not the body of Christ. Israel is the peculiar people. They are specially picked out by God. So remember that. The church has messed all our thinking up, putting, making everything about us, and it's not about us. So this is still objective thinking. Remember this. This is still thinking objectively when you're reading the Bible. Okay? So all through then, signs, wonders. You can see this yourself. If you think and look at reading the Bible objectively with an open mind, objectively, you will know it was mainly to all Israel. God performed signs and miracles all through the other books of the Bible. Through the prophets, he done signs and miracles. He done many miraculous signs and miracles through a lot of prophets and everything like that. He tucked down nations and signs and miracles. He used angels was used more mightily. God used angels to wipe out nations. God used angels to do this. God done a lot of miraculous signs and wonders. For who? Israel. It was never no other nation. It was always the Jews Israel to show that he is this God. People respected Israel. When they did respect it, they knew their, that their idol gods had no chance with the 
Israel's God, they called him. They couldn't pronounce his name when it came to Jehovah and stuff like that, but that's another story. But God does miraculous signs and wonders through Israel. Israel and the Jews was hated, but they was known, also known, because people heard, even years later, how God delivered them by signs and wonders, miraculous ways. That's why, uh, uh, I forgot her name. Oh, my mind goes blank. Uh, well, anyway, the one that was in the book of uh, Joshua, you know, even so, they knew about the signs and wonders and the power of God that he done through his people. Who was his people? Israel and the Jews. A lot of nations respected God and his power. The Ark of the Covenant was a miraculous thing was holy thing, the Ark of the Covenant. Now, I left out something. The law came through the book, the, uh, the people of Israel, the covenant, the testament, the covenant, people like to interchange it, came through Israel. Not no other nations, but Israel was the only nation under the law, under the covenant. Okay? All right? So all those signs and wonders came through Israel. They went through the prophets. Now, going forward, when it came to different prophets, prophets like Isaiah, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, all the major prophets and the minor prophets that prophesied about the coming Messiah or their coming kingdom. See, now you got to go through the kingdoms of 1st and 2nd Samuel and 1st and 2nd Chronicles. They talked about the wars and the standing of David and stuff like that. Now remember, this kingdom they're talking about is like a revised kingdom that they're going to have. See, David was the king. Not the first king. Remember, Saul was the first king, the unchosen one. Saul was the king of uh, Israel because Israel wanted to be like the other nations that have a king. They they uh, rejected God. God was their theocracy. God was their king. God was their leader. But they wanted a they wanted a fleshly leader like the other nations. So God said, "Okay, Samuel, give them what they want." I'm paraphrasing now. So they gave him Saul, and Saul disobeyed and everything like that. You know, he he messed up. He disobeyed God himself. So the rightful king finally came up, and that was King David. David done many great things, but David also was disobedient and everything. Not only with Bathsheba, his adultery with Bathsheba, but, you know, remember the story? He put Bathsheba's husband on the front line in a war to have him killed so he can get her. So David done some dirty stuff himself, but what David was good at, he was quick to repent. Repent changed his mind. See? And they, the Bible said David was after God. David was God's first love. Not first love. But he was out to God's, he was very close to God's heart. So David was not perfect, but he was quick to change his mind. Repent means change your mind, not stop sinning, but change your mind, change your ways. Okay? So God worked through David. David destroyed many nations. That's another way. That's another reason why Saul got jealous. When they were singing, oh, Saul killed his thousands, but David killed his ten thousands. Remember that song to your Bible believers and Christians? 
And Saul was upset. He was jealous of David because God was not working through Saul no more because his disobedience. He was working through the rightful king anyway, which is King David in miraculous ways. But who was David? David was a Jew. The first king of Israel, remember, was Saul, not David. There was many wicked kings after that through Judah and Israel, but Saul was their first king. David was the rightful king. And then you had King Solomon, et cetera, et cetera, stories like that. But even though God was working miracles through them, who was the white wisest man in the world at that time? After King David, his son Solomon. But Solomon had a lustful pleasure for women. He wound up with so many wives and so many concubines from different nations, already broke the laws and the commands of God. So he went down pretty bad. Absalom went pretty bad. You know, it was a lot of sleeping around with each other. It was a lot of wickedness through this nation that God chose, the chosen people, Israel. But God, when they done well, God blessed them. He told them that. But when they disobeyed, God cursed them. And many, many miraculous ways. If they disobeyed, God said he would bless them. And he did when they obeyed. I mean, when they disobeyed, God cursed them like he said he would. He would have other nations come and defeat them and take out and kill a lot of them. The Old Testament was... There's only one road into Key West. But you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wasn't pretty under the law and the covenant. But when they did obey, God used the same type of miraculous miracles to destroy the other nations. You look at the stories of Gideon and other stories like that. When God dwindled down thousands, thousands of Gideon's men to only 300. Why? He didn't want them to be bragging and saying they're the ones that defeated this nation. I remember the story when God dwindled them down so low, he told Gideon, you know, this is the sign. This is, these are to look for the faithful men. Now, I'm paraphrasing. He says, send all the men down to this lake or to, to this water or to this lake. And he told, he said, now, this, the, this is how you're going to know who's going to be your warriors and who's going to be faithful. Okay. He said, the ones that stick their mouths all the way down to the water and lap it like a dog or whatever like that, you don't want them. But the one that puts it in the palm of their hands and sip it out of their hands, those are the ones you want. So it was the ones that went down and they just lapped like a dog or whatever like that, 
Gideon said, no, you must not go. There was going to be warriors. They wasn't going to be faithful. So in other words, he wound up with 300. God done a miraculous movement, wonder, sign and wonders through 300 men to kill thousands. Samson. Samson killed thousands of men. Samson killed thousands with a, a bone of a jackass. By the miraculous power of God. Where he's from? Israel from the tribe of Dan. You 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 get what I'm going. All this is Israel. You got to read it objectively. The people God worked these signs and wonders to is Israel. The people God gave these promises to was Israel. Okay, now let's go a little further in the Old Testament to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John when Jesus came on the scene. Now remember, I said the uh, prophets, especially Isaiah, prophesied what was going to be one of the signs that Jesus do to prove that he's that king and Messiah. He will be healing the sick, giving sight to the blind, etc., etc., stuff like that. Now, when you go back, I'm going to put these two together. What was the sign God gave to Moses, what he said he was going to do? Signs and wonders to prove what? That he was their deliverer. That's the picture, okay? All right? You go through all the way to times of Joseph. Joseph and his brethren had uh, Joseph became second under uh, the uh, the. Uh, the prince or the king of Egypt, Joseph became like the governor, the second up under him. You had the seven years of famine and you had the seven years of prosperity. There was a miraculous thing right there that God done through Joseph. I just heard Les Feldick say this, and this makes a lot of sense. When the brothers thought they killed Joseph, It's almost like a picture of when his own people, Jesus' own people, had him crucified. See, everything is like a picture of Christ. It's, it's, it's going towards Jesus. That's like a picture of when Jesus, his own people, had him crucified. Yes, the Romans hung him up there, but they was more guilty because anyone had him crucified. Joseph was somewhat killed. His brothers thought they killed him. But what happened with Joseph? God broke him up as one of the second in charge over Egypt and what? A Gentile nation. This Jewish was the second in charge in this Gentile nation. The same happened with Moses. Moses was one of the, the high pharaohs or would-be pharaohs in the Gentile nation, which is Egypt. See all these pictures? But let's go back to Joseph. See? And when the brothers came back, and Joseph played around with their head, with different... You got to read, that's a beautiful story. I cried before on that. It's a beautiful story. And they didn't know who Joseph was. And then when Joseph revealed himself, they all came and hugged him. He blessed all of them and everything. It's just like a picture of the Messiah. Now they recognized him. They didn't recognize him at first. They didn't accept him at first, but later on when he became king and in power, they recognized him. But how? Through signs and wonders and miracles. All Jews, no Gentiles. Gentiles is always mainly the power. They was the enemy. I mean the problem. They was the enemy. Gentile nations. 
God was working with Jews, not Gentile nations. You think how he done Gideon. Now, he sent Gideon to preach, to minister to those nations and everything like that. But who was used? Gideon was what? A Jew. You go, you, you follow, you understand what I'm saying? You go with the book of Judges. All the judges were Jews, not one Gentile. They was all Jews. God done spectacular things through those people. You know, Gideon, the main ones that you know, Gideon, Samson, Ehud, even a young lady, Deborah. But Deborah, the young lady, Deborah. Uh, you had many of them out there that God done miraculous things through the book of Judges. They was all Jews, signs and wonders. Now, when it comes to a lot of the healing, when Jesus stepped on the earth, he fulfilled the prophecy. He came back as the same thing God was doing when he first wanted to be Israel's king. Jesus came back as the king, God and Jesus on the earth. Put those together. They rejected God then. The people rejected God then, so God gave them a physical, fleshly king, Saul. When Jesus came on the earth, what happened? The majority of the Israel leaders and nations rejected God again through Jesus. But what was Jesus come doing? What was one of his signs that proved that he's a Messiah? The same thing God done through Moses and the people of Israel? Signs. It was mostly signs and wonders and, you know, uh, and all stuff there. But here, Jesus was healing the sick, healing leopards, healing the blind. Same thing. But who was the people? Israel. Now, through that ministry, you had the exception of a few Gentiles, the Canaanite woman and the Roman centurion. Those are only two Gentiles, see, now, it wasn't so much that they got healed. Jesus healed the Canaanite woman because she knew the cycle and she knew what salvation came through. And she knew Israel was the people that she had to go through by being a Canaanite woman. So her faith was the reason Jesus healed her child. Do you go to the centurion, the Roman centurion, which is a Roman? He's a Gentile. I believe his servant, I believe, was a Jew. But he helped the Roman. He was very faithful to this Roman leader. And the faith of this Gentile Roman is the reason why Jesus moved and blessed his sick servant, which I believe was what? A Jew. All the way through there, do you go through the early books of Acts? See? Jewish. Signs and wonders, healings. It was through the book of Acts until you get to Acts 7. Okay? Now, what? A, why did I go that long roundabout about that, listeners? Why did I go that route? I want you to think about this. For now on, when you read your Bible, if you read it from the Old Testament, no matter what book you read, the majority of the time, I believe it's going to be Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John because that's the norm in churches. Remember, it's a Jewish letter. It's not a Gentile letter. It's a Jewish letter. Everything that Jesus done in this letters and his healing, his miracles, and what he was teaching was for Israel, not for us. It was for Israel. 
The issue that you must understand, when you read an adjective like that, you will get a more understanding of how to rightly divide God's word. And you won't put yourself anywhere, everywhere in the Bible. You won't be so disappointed why these signs and wonders and miracles wasn't working for you because they wasn't for you anyway. They was for Israel to prove to Israel that Jesus is their Messiah and also to prove to them that's how the kingdom is going to be when that new kingdom comes to fruition. There will be no seat. There will be no land. There will be none of that. See? Now, you might say, well, Paul done some miracles. So, yes, he did. But Paul was a Jew as well. Paul was a Jew. Let's, let's get that together. When you read the book of Acts, there was a transition. So you still had signs and wonders and stuff, you know, you know, going through the transition through the Gentiles. The Gentiles start speaking in different languages and everything. That was a sign to show Israel that God is now working through Gentiles now. And he's not working through you all, Israel, no more. It's been transferred, transitioned over to Gentiles. That's why when Acts 10 and all that, when these Gentiles start speaking a different language, that was a sign for the Jews to say, wow, the Holy Spirit is in the Gentiles now. Why would they shock? Because these things never happened to the Gentiles. Duh. That's why they were shocked. They know God had to be working through the Gentiles because the Gentiles never spoke in different languages. The Gentiles never done this stuff. So God, people of Israel knew, and the Gentiles knew, only these things was happening through Israel. That's why a lot of Jews was very shocked. They knew something was wrong because even the Gentiles you follow what I'm saying? This wasn't a normal thing for Gentiles. That only happened through Israel. Signs, wonders, and miracles only happened through Israel. You, I hope you're getting this. I'm, I'm making it plain as I can. It's only if you want to accept it or not. Now, you go to connect to the dots, you know, when I'm teaching this or when I teach this or I have an audio guest teaching this, they will have scriptures or I will have scriptures and verses there for you to go to to prove it. I don't want you just listening to me. But even I didn't give you one verse or one scripture, but still you could read the Bible today objectively. Just say you started any book in the Old Testament going through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. For what I told you, it's not going to change. You're going to know it's all Israel. When you look at it objectively like that, the Bible at that time and the under the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, is talking to Israel. Signs, wonders, miracles, and healings. See? I hope you're getting something out of this. So that's the that's the answer right there. That's why I say signs, wonders, healings. And now God can do it because he's God. You know, I'm not talking about somebody might say that God healed me. God, I'm not going to argue about that. I'm just talking about the format of the Bible. If you want to believe that, that's you. That's okay. I'm not going to argue about that. I ain't going to just get it. Oh, your mother wasn't healed by God. I would never say that. God is God. See? My point is, when you're reading the Bible, see, this is not to deny your experience, but the experience, if it's not lining up the way God done things, it's just what? An experience. 
I'm not saying God didn't move in your life. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying he did or he did not. I'm just saying when you follow the format of the Bible, what was the purpose of signs, wonders, and miracles and healings? What was the purpose for? First, who was the people, who was the signs and the miracles for to show? Israel. Jesus just didn't go around healing people just because he just loved them. Now, that's one, that's one of the big reasons. But my point is, he, if that's the case, he just wanted to run around all the nations everywhere, healing everybody. And that's what a lot of churches teach and everything like that. He just went around healing all different type of nations. No, it was only Israel. Only the exception was that Canaanite woman and the Roman centurion, like I said. Everybody else was Gentiles. And he didn't just up and heal that woman either. He called her a dog. But her faith moved him. The Roman centurion. Faith motive because Israel, according to the Jews, is known as dogs, heathen, pagans, and the main um, well-known name was the uncircumcised. Remember, King uh, David called uh, David called Goliath the giant. You defiling God, you uncircumcised. Philistine. Philistine was the Gentiles. Gentiles was known as the uncircumcision. The Jews was known as the circumcision. So when you hear the term circumcision, you know they talk about Israel. When you hear the terms uncircumcision, you're talking about the Gentile nations. Signs, wonders, and miracles was for Israel, they were supernatural. Speaking in different languages was miraculous sign for Israel. So they can go out to what? The different nations that some of their people was at. The people talked those, they had the tongue or the languages of those nations. So God used them with miraculous powers to talk their language. It was Israel. If you want to get technical, if you go past the, uh, the Acts 7 and you start getting into Paul's ministry, yes, there was healing that Paul was due. That was part of the apostles' ministry, it's healing and signs and wonders. That was the gift. That was the apostles' ministry. What came with that signs, wonders, and healing through the apostle Paul? Okay, but check this out. Later on down the line, Signs and wonders and miracles and tongues ceased. It faded away. It was not needed no more because what? God postponed, postponed the Jewish kingdom coming. So when a kingdom was stopped, when the law was stopped, what else was stopped? Signs, wonders, and miracles and Traditionals and the law, all that stopped. That's why there was no need for that. God was coming with a new thing called the gospel of the grace of God through the Apostle Paul that did not come with Israel's programs of signs, wonders, and miracles or the law. So when that program was cut, according to nine uh, Romans 9 and 11 to 25, when Israel's program was cut, all the signs and wonders and miracles all was also cut short. See, 
There was no need. That's why Paul said all that will cease. Tongues will cease. You know, word of knowledge will cease. What was the word of knowledge? Word of knowledge. God talked to them with miraculous ways. He told them what was going to happen because the Bible wasn't in fruition yet. The word of God anyway wasn't written all the way down yet. So he had to use miraculous ways for them to get their messages out. It was nothing written down. But after it was finished, there was no need for those signs, wonders and foreknowledge and prophecy prophets no more because God's written word was finished. It was fulfilled through the ministry. Paul said, I finished the faith. I done. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My job. I'm paraphrasing now. The fulfillment of the word of God came through the Apostle Paul. Okay. Now, you might say, what about Hebrews? What about... Uh, the book of James, the book of First Peter, the book of Second Peter, you know, uh, first and third, first, second, third in, in the revelation of John, all those, all those books are Jewish books. Any book that does not have the Apostle Paul name in it are for the Jews. It's back to the Jews again. They are getting prepared for the coming kingdom and the second coming of Christ and the tribulation that they have to go through. So, uh, like, it's just like James and, uh, first and second Peter and the book of Hebrews is like preparation for Israel, you know, getting ready for the new covenant. See the new Testament is also Israel, not the body of Christ, not the church. The New Testament is also Israel. And once again, what's going to happen when the body of Christ is gone? What's going to come back? It's going to be a new covenant, a new law. Therefore, what comes back with it? Signs, wonders, and miracles, and miraculous things again in different languages, miraculous languages. See? If we want to know different languages, we're going to have to learn from Rosetta Stone or somebody like that. God is not doing supernatural languages no more, which only means you could you could talk in many names. You could talk any foreign, just about any foreign language that God told you, uh, that God, the Holy Spirit, leads you to do without even being learned or trained in it. It's supernatural. You can learn languages today, too, but you have to go to study it. You have to train. You got to go to Rosetta Stone. Or they have so many apps and all kind of stuff that you learn different languages now. They didn't have none of that stuff then. So God had to do that miraculously. They didn't have all the stuff they got today. We don't need supernatural languages today because we got so many other 
outlets and they got all this AI coming out, artificial intelligence, stuff like that. No, we don't need that today. God knew that. That was used back then. That's the only way they, they didn't have that technology. So God had to do supernatural ways of them to talk to other nations. They didn't have the resources like we got today. But it was for who? It started with Israel. It transitioned over to the ministry of Paul and his followers. Then it faded out. That's why we read Paul's Romans through Philemon. You don't hear about all these great miracles and science and stuff like that. Paul was sick the majority of his miracles. I mean, his, his ministry, he was sick. He begged God to take that thorn out of him, that pain. It could have been his eyes or anything. But God said, no, my grace is made perfect through your weakness. His grace is sufficient for you. Epaphroditus was sick. It was many. Timothy had certain ailments. God told him to take a little wine and stuff like that. They wasn't getting healed because those things wasn't with this new gospel. It wasn't with them. That was only for Israel. The law has been postponed. There was no law. This was grace. They had to walk by faith, not by sight. So that's why God do not use signs and wonders today because it was only for Israel. And he didn't just use it just to be using it. He used it to just show Israel that he was their king. He was their God. He done it. They disobeyed. Jesus done it. They disobeyed. Israel always walked in disobedience. That's why they finally got caught off in Acts 7 when they disobeyed God for the last time. And they blasphemed the Holy Spirit. God cut off Israel's plan and brought in the body of Christ grace program through the Apostle Paul, which is the teachings we suppose to follow today. We read the whole Bible. Yes, of course. Of course. But our moral walk and the things we need to do is through the 13 books of Paul. Now, there's a lot of principles and things we still observe universally out of the four Gospels, etc., stuff like that. We could still use, but not as a commandment like they had. It was a commandment for them, but it's not a commandment for us because God took care of all our sins. They have to keep repenting and they have to keep doing sacrifices. We don't have to do none of that because God took care of the whole world's sin. Not just believers, but the whole world sin. Only difference is believers are saved. The other, the rest of the world is just unforgiven. That's just forgiven until they get saved. Okay? You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> so in conclusion, let's go back. Let's digress to the beginning. When I started off, the signs and wonders and miracles for the day. Then I gave you the story. The answer to this said, no, God does not use signs, wonders, and miracles today. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. Okay. Now, remember, I went to that story about my, which is a, she, my, the story, the person I use is a real story by Christina, my fiance. She is my fiance. But I told you the story. It's a love story. God's a love story. But God's love story has been so confused and messed up today. You have two groups of people with two programs. Who are those two groups? Jews and Gentiles. Jews and Gentiles. See? Two programs. God had a special program in a certain order for the Jews that the Gentiles did not have. 
That's that's very plain. Gentiles mean you and me and any other nation. We are Gentiles. See? Two groups of people, peoples, plural. You have one group people and the other one are people. You have one nation and the other are nations, plural, singular and plural, singular Jews, nations, Gentiles. That's God's two programs. One is earthly, one is heavenly. You see the two differences? They're not, they don't go together. One is earthly, will reign on the earth. One is heavenly, will reign in the heavenly places. Predominantly Gentiles. Earthly ones, predominantly Jews, with the exception of Gentiles. The other ones, predominantly Gentiles, with the exception of some Jews. You see the reverse? Well, Jesus sent out the 12. He told them what cities to go to. It was mainly starting with Judea. Israel, then he went into Samaria and all those other places before he went out to the Gentile nations. When he sent Paul out, it started with who? The Gentiles. You see that? With the 12, it started with Jerusalem. With Paul, it started with Gentile nations. Two different programs, two different gospels. That's when you read the Bible objectively of literally what the Bible is saying, not what your traditional denominations teach and what they was teach they was taught by their fathers and their fathers taught by their fathers and their forefathers taught by their forefathers so it's, it's a very messed up conundrum a lot of confusion once you get out of that conundrum you will understand how to rightly divide God's word and then you'll know why I always use the term rightly divided that's very important to understand the word of God we are not in the times of signs, wonders, and miracles, etc. We're in the time of grace, faith, believe in God, just believe in God, not by works, not by conditions. We are not replacement Israel. We're not replacement theology. We are not the first and second Chronicles Israel. We're not. That's Israel. See, stop trying to be Israel. Be who you are. God loves you just as much. Israel is just another nation of God's now. He there no better than no other nation today and tell them God lifts the blindness off their eyes when the sick, when their Messiah will come back. They will recognize him as their King of Kings, Lord of Lords, and then their eyes will be open. Not all Israel, but a lot of the eyes will be open. Two programs. God had a love story with two types of people. Israel and the Gentile nations. So God do so love the world, but he splits it off in two different type of programs, both because the disobedience and lack of faith on both of them, Israel and the Gentiles. You get that. I hope you get that. Remember, the kingdom of gospel of the kingdom of heaven, which most most church preach, is not the gospel for today. The four gospels and the twelve apostles, Jesus' earthly ministry when he's on earth. The gospel that's preached that was saved today, what is the gospel that saves? It's first Corinthians fifteen, one to four, not Acts two and thirty-eight. That was Israel's 
way of getting saved, Acts 2 and 38. We are not the Acts 2 and 38 church. We are the 1 Corinthians 15, 1 and 4 church for salvation when it comes to salvation. Okay? We're under the gospel of the grace of God. Acts 20 and 24. We're saved by believing what Jesus done, not who Jesus was. Israel got saved. They had to believe who Jesus was. Their Messiah, their King. They had to believe who he was. We get saved by the other side of the cross. Jesus' heavenly ministry, same Jesus. By what Jesus did. His death his burial, his resurrection. We already read and know who he, who he was, but that won't save you. You have to believe that he died for your sins and rose again. That's the difference in the Gospels. Because many people heard who Jesus was. Knowing who he was would not save you. Because you, a lot of people have their own uh, perception and misconception who Jesus was. But the ultimate way to be saved today is just believing what he done. His death, his burial, and his resurrection is the gospel of salvation for today. God worked with two programs, two peoples, the people nation, singular Israel, and the people's nations, the Gentiles. The body of Christ is the church today, not the kingdom of heaven church which is under Israel. I hope you got something out there. That's the love story. Now, let me just go back to what I was going to say. See, that's why I started off with that love story. I love Christian. I have special promises for her. You know, I'm just using myself and I'm just using her. And I told her, I have certain blessings for you. It's only for you, not no one else. Not no one else. I love you. But I want you to do when you get when you learn this and we get our love together, I want you to spread it to others. But you, for now, have to accept it and receive it before you go and spread it to anyone else. Okay? You'll you follow that one. This program or this love is just for you. That's how you got to look at the Bible. Israel is the you. I'm talking to Israel. The author is whatever author it is, starting in the Old Testament, going through yet Matthew, Matthew, Luke, and John is also Old Testament. It's the remember, it's a Jewish book. It's a Jewish covenant. It's a Jewish signs, wonders, and miracles, you know. What all came also with that tithing, baptizing and water, see? The body of Christ, we're baptized in Christ. You follow us, we're baptized in Christ, spiritually. They had to be baptized, Israel, in water, physically, for cleansing. It was symbolic. We just get baptized in Christ the minute that we believe what he done for us. Not who he was, but what he done for us. That's the difference between the two programs. That will stop a lot of confusion. You, was, you won't be misquoting scriptures and using verses out of context that don't belong to you and wondering why you still hurting so bad, why you still having this ache, why you still struggle with this, why these things that happen in your life. They never was promised to you anyway. That was only for Israel. See, I'm not saying every Israelite got healed. But my point is, they could get, they could have got healed because they was under that covenant. They was God's firstborn chosen people. 
but that's their program, not the body of Christ program. We walk by faith, not by sight. That's what they mean. Why do I say that? Israel walked through sight, signs, and wonders. Paul said the body of Christ, we walk by faith, not by sight, like Israel. They had to see something. That's why they all said, show me a sign. See, what's that saying in the Bible? The Jews seek after signs, and the Greeks, which is the Gentiles, seek after what? Wisdom. See, the Jews is always the signs and wonders nation. The healings and all that stuff came with their program. That's why you don't see that working today. All this other stuff is delusions, demonics, and false. Misguided people, saved and unsaved. So, the conclusion, no, God is not working through the body of Christ with signs, wonders, and miracles. We are under a whole new different program. I hope you got something now. God bless you. This is Joseph Brownlee. I don't know how much further I can go with that. I know a lot of you are going to take it, and a lot of you are going to sleep on it, and a lot of you are going to just say, well, now I'm going to believe what my pastor said. But that's on you. I'll put it out there. Body of Christ Real Talk. Now, if you want some real Bible teaching, if you just got saved, or you've been saved, or you just tuned it in, and you are a Christian, you are a believer, you're part of the body of Christ, you can get more Bible teaching and Bible study on my other show, which is called Connecting the Dots. Joseph Brownlee, Connecting the Dots. Right now, I'm having an audio series teaching by... The great late Les Felder, he passed away, I think, April 5th at the age, April 5th at the age of 96, so he lived way past his life. Outstanding teacher. Majority of my understanding, how to rightly divide, and that I even named my show Connected the Dots over a phrase that he used. Les Felder is my audio guest, video by audio on my show Connected the Dots. You can get other goodies on that as well. As well as Body of Christ, go through my whole program. I got over 320 uh, programs now. Yay! So check those out and everything and uh, whatever you're interested in, just check it out. It might be something for you. It might not be, but I believe all the teachers that I've done has got to be, it might be something that you might be interested in that you want to comment in or you have some questions about. Feel free. I also have a number on there you can call and if I'm there, basically, you're going to get me, I'm going to talk to you. We can pray together. We can talk together or you can ask questions. It does not matter, but I'm going to leave you with this. You do not have to be you do not have to be saved first to be forgiven. You have already been forgiven. Now you need to be con- saved and reconciled back to God. You are forgiven, but you are not saved. And the way to be saved, I just told you, by believing what Jesus did, his death, burial, resurrection, sincerely, genuinely, okay? You can or you will, you can. I'm not going to say you will because you haven't done it yet. But the minute you do, you will be saved. From right now, it's on the you can. Figure that out. God bless you. Love you all. Peace out, Pee Wee. Left out. <laughs>
Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.